For our message today, we're going to turn, we're going to um, look at a couple passages of Scripture, but our uh, initial passage is going to be the book, book of 1 Timothy, chapter 6. 1 Timothy, chapter 6, verses 20 and 21. There is much going on today, and we familiar after dealing with COVID, you would often hear and you might see on billboards or in discussions, in debates, about following the science. And as we've talked about uh, in a recent sermon that had to do with the spiritual realm and, and things like that, that in our culture we tend to not think about the spiritual. But when we talk about the following the science, in your King James Bible, there, this passage of Scripture might use the word science. Um, but the word behind that is really having to do with knowledge. It's having to do with knowledge. So let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 20 through 21. O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. So Timothy was a young minister, or starting out as someone that you would read and you would talk about that uh, Paul is kind of mentoring, Paul is giving insight, Paul is teaching. And we find here, verse 20 says, guard what was committed to your trust. What was deposited to you, committed to you to take care of. And if we look, we look at that in context and you look at some of the thoughts around that particular verse, he was entrusted with doctrine. He was entrusted with the gospel. He was entrusted with teaching and preaching the word of God. And it says, uh, guard what you have committed to to your trust. Guard that doctrine. Guard that teaching. It says, avoid the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. What is falsely called knowledge. It's those opposing arguments that come across as knowledge. They have great oratory. Oratory being method of speech. They can deliver a great oratory. Most politicians, if to be elected, require that they present great ability to do speeches and great patterns. But if you listen closely, sometimes they're words, and they tell a lot of words, and you're like, oh, that was a good speech. And then you're like, wait a minute, did they actually say anything? And they don't. Whereas there's others, if you would go back even to the United States history, and you look at some of the words and the, the phrases that were put together from... Um, from er, the, that time period, there's people that were careful with their words and in a few words they could say a lot. Nowadays we try to say a lot with a few words and the few words we use don't say anything. Uh, we like to soundbite things and we soundbite them to the point that we can't have any depth of understanding. And so, But Timothy here is warned to be careful 
with the profane and idle babblings, the profane, the irreverent, the idle chatter that goes back to fruitful discussions. As you can, like I, as I often do, I've tried to research the words that the Greek words that are behind here and what they're what they're meaning. But that irreverent and idle chatter, fruitless discussion, opposing arguments, falsely associated or called knowledge. And it goes on, by professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. So, it's very interesting that people will say things like, follow the science. I'm using this as an illustration. Follow the science. Uh, they'll say things also like, well, it's, it's logical. And then they'll leave it with that. Oh, that's logical. You can't disagree with that because what I just said was logical. Was it? Defend your argument. No, you're, 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 you deny, you're, it's, you're denying the science. You're denying the knowledge. Um, today we have this thing of, that's misinformation. Then we get into who's the arbiter of information, of what's misinformation and what's truthful information. What is truth? Well, I, I th I'm, I'm going with the Bible myself. That's truth. Somehow, if I say it's true and you say it's true, it's, it's back to the old arguments. What's right? And, and, you know, the illustration is I could ask one of you for your wallet and you hand it to me and I put it in my pocket and I say, hey, give that back. And I was like, no, I'm going to keep it. Well, that's not right. Well, it's right for me. It's right for my truth. And so we try to play this game of, well, that's, and so we shut down different kinds of conversations. But Timothy's being warned, don't get busy in that. It becomes a distraction. It draws people away. And it says here, by professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. They strayed concerning the faith. They try to logic their way. They try to back their way into promiscuous activity. They try to back their way into sin. They try to knowledge their way in. And they try to pick things apart. And so we find that this knowledge and reason these irreverent and idle chatter, these discussions, we get engaged with those, and it draws us away from the message of the cross. But if everything's okay, then people don't come to the understanding that what they're doing is wrong. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, some might say, because that's not loving. Well, certainly it is. If I'm trying to convince you and demonstrate to you, the Holy Spirit's putting pressure on you, and you feel the wrong in your heart, what can be more loving than trying to turn people from going to hell and turn them from going to heaven? To make them aware that they're on a path to hell versus on the path to heaven. But that'll make them feel uncomfortable. I need them to change lanes. It needs to have corrective behavior. How unloving it is to have a child and never tell them what, what they're doing is wrong just let them go ahead 
get caught up with whatever. It's their own choice. I don't care. We're just going to, let's just legalize everything. It's their own choice. And if they choose to kill themselves, that's fine. That's not love. So we have these logics and we have these debates. And I want to cover three places, three places that we see where people are trying to back their way into things or the so-called knowledge. And the first one is going to be in Romans, and they're, and, and they're timely. Some are in the church, some are with individuals, and the third is going to be more kind of in the world, a, a, a movement, as it were. So let's start with the first one. Uh, let's go to Romans 1.20. Romans 1.20 through 27. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, these are referring to God, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the image of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things, Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one for another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Hmm. So in today's churches, we are running a cycle, and it would be hopeful that it would run its course, but it seems to be broadening. When it says in the, when they try to logic their way in and love their way in, that the LGBTQ activities are okay in the churches, by professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Contradiction was falsely called knowledge. Because it says here, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. And we continue on. He exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature. I want you to note there, we'll come back to this verse a little later, when it says creature there, the Greek actually refers to the created. 
Serve the created rather than the creator. Verse 26. For even their women exchange the natural use of what is against nature. What is against nature? Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one for another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. How can you logic your way in, think your way in, to think this is not talking about homosexual relationships, men with men and women with women? That's the only thing it can be talking about. But these smart people try to logic their way back into sin. We have people that were against gay marriage and then suddenly became for it because of the one that the kids went down that path and they want to be loving. It doesn't really matter if your kids go down that path or not, it's still wrong. How can that not be women and women and men and men? But we want to be loving by saying what's Against God is okay. You have to start throwing out parts of the Bible. I mean, you've got denominations that are splitting over this. Presbyterians. You've got the, uh, there's some factions in the Catholic Church. You've got Methodist churches. I mean, they're trying to start up an inclusive church. In Marysville, talk of that for the Methodist. So we'll have the inclusive Methodist and non-inclusive. Can I say to you, when they say inclusive, they mean inclusive of sinful behavior. They're off the path. That's not biblical. I don't care what church name you put on it. It's not biblical. It's counter to the Bible. But they're going to logic their way in it. They're so enlightened. They're so much smarter than we stupid Christians that don't have a brain in our head to do anything but follow the word of God. It says in scripture that people shall be won by the foolishness of preaching. It doesn't maybe make sense for preaching, but by the foolishness of preaching, meaning the method. Why does God use preaching to convince people? Because God chooses. But we try to get, we're so smart, we're so enlightened, that we depend on who? Ourselves. When we depend on ourselves, that means we make ourselves gods. We elevate ourselves to be in charge. Let's see, who does that remind you of? In, in Genesis, I think it was, uh, oh, yeah. We shall be like gods, having the knowledge of good and evil. want to elevate ourselves. That's how sin entered. I want to elevate myself. They disobeyed God. They elevated their self, the temptation to be like God and disobey God in one move, one stroke. And so look at me, how smart I am. I want to base it off of my knowledge. Unless we have the faith of a child. Some of you have celebrated a young child becoming a Christian. Unless we have the faith like a child. But, well, they don't understand. They, they don't know all the Bible and the... Now, all they know is Jesus loves them and died on the cross for them, and they might not completely understand 
all the whys and wherefores, but they're like, I'm following Jesus. Okay. Now, we're supposed to continue to study into adulthood and stuff, but we get too smart for our own good, and we try to logic our way in. And so we're going to backdoor our logical way. We're going to backdoor into sin and promiscuous by calling it love. Just let your kids do whatever you want. That's love. Just go, go wherever. I mean, think about it. If you're, you're good with that and, and it's loved, and if you get married and you get a husband or wife, it should be okay with you if they cheat, if that makes them happy. Is that what we're saying? That's what makes them happy. I don't want them to feel bad because they cheated on me. I don't want to feel, them feel bad because they slept around. You know, what's good for them? Because I love them. That's the God of Sinai is also the God of Calvary. The one that set down the rules also sent his son because he loved us. Why did he have to come? Why did he have to die on the cross? For forgiveness of our sins. If there wasn't wrong and there wasn't a penalty, then why did he have to come in the first place? If it was all love and no restrictions, then why did he have to come in the first place? Because of sin. Sin exists. Sin is real. Evil exists. Evil is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. There's an eternity coming. And it's not love to deceit people. It's not love to just go along. Turn your Bibles to Colossians, Colossians 3.8. There's this a movement afoot, and I was grieved to see it. You know, I, I look at Facebook, and it grieves me to see a lot of things on Facebook and see how people behave on Facebook. And sometimes I've seen people that I know on Facebook Sometimes I see things that of people that's attended this church that I don't think is good on Facebook. I was grieved to see things on the Facebook from other ministers. I was grieved to see things on Facebook of ministers or training ministers in our own denomination recently, even around this language. I think they have some challenges that they're going to be, and if they get wind of this, they probably won't be happy with me that I've made people unhappy before. This thing about language, that Christians can use whatever words they want. It's about the intent. You know, if I say a bad word, if I don't say it in anger, that it's okay to say that. You know, and I, you know if taking God's name in vain just means attributing things to, to God that isn't God's and, and, um, and things like that, well, I think that's actually called blaspheming. But just to idly say God's name, I mean, just to idly say his name, that's, how, how is that not taking God's name in vain? That means vainly using God's name. I mean, I get disappointed when I see people put O-M. They're just shorthanding, oh my. Yeah, let's just take God's name. I see Christians doing it all the time on Facebook. Oh yeah. Let's just... Do whatever. It's all okay. I can, they like to drop the F-bomb, and that's okay if I'm trying to make a point. They want to say whatever. Well, it's okay. We're backing our way. We're so smart. And they talk about knowing the Bible. Well, that really means, and they parse it. 
and take out picture, uh, parts of it to make their things so they can be lazy. I understand young Christians are going to have trouble with their language. I know that they have habits. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't encourage them to move forward and that we should give an example because the words we're going to say we're going to be held accountable for. We're supposed to be taming our tongue. We should be maturing, not excusing, oh, they're a young Christian. How long are you going to let them pass on that? I'm not saying that you go thump them in the head, but there comes a point that if they've been a Christian for five or six years, it's time to grow up. When all times you ought to be teachers, you have one teach you again what be the first fruits, it says in the scripture. You should be more mature, but you're not. I would feed you with meat, but you're still acting like babies and you have to have milk, the scripture says. But we're logicking our way in. And so, let's look at some of the scriptures here. We look in Colossians 3.8. Because maybe you've run into it with teenagers. Or maybe you're going to run into teenagers. Or in the workforce. It's this undermining of holiness that we can do anything. We can act more like the world. We can, we can kind of mix in. We don't have to watch. You're, you're too strict. That's too legalistic. We need to be maturing in how we live our lives and how we reflect God. And You know, there's in the King James, it talks about our conversation. It means our conduct. But you know, what we say kind of tells a picture. It's what comes out of our mouth that defiles us, it talks about. Not what comes in, but what goes out. We need to be thinking about the words that are coming out, how we choose them. We don't want to do things in anger. But why do we have to use vile and vulgar terms because we think we can? Paul talks about everything is maybe permissible, but not all things are profitable. I believe is how that scripture goes. But if we look at Colossians 3.8. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. That's just means foul language, vile conversations, filthy speech. Do we really have to explain that much more? I mean, we're so smart we don't understand that. Was it Bill Clinton and his promiscuous life in the had to start parsing out words of what's the mean or something like that. or We're parsing out words to make it okay. And it's like, well, so-and-so says this, so that means it's okay. Or people say that, so I might as well say the other word anyhow. Filthy speech is foul language. Well, let's look at Ephesians 5.4. They're so smart, but they don't re- seem to be Looking at the whole Bible in the context of the intent, neither, verse 3, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness, filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Coarse jesting, you know, dirty jokes, things like that. All those got to be okay if my intent wasn't to harm anyone. 
That's, what they'll, that's the logic they're selling out there in the Christian circles. I've even heard some ministers say it. Very disappointing. But the, I didn't engage in, in it on Facebook, cause, so what's the point? That just diverts all my attention to chase down these people that should know better when I need to be focused on other things. Filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Filthiness, obscenity, foolish talking, buffoonery, and crude jokes. It's out of character. That's what the scripture tells us. See, we're so smart that we can explain things away. You, you know, did, did, you, did you see something back here in Romans? What, what was that scripture in there? It says, it makes you wonder. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Excused the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature, creation, the crea- created, rather than a creature who is blessed forever. This is our third place. If you check on the news, you'll find that there are people going into grocery stores now in England, and what are they doing? Opening up the milk jugs and pouring it out. They're dumping the milk. Why? We have to, they want to change to a plant-based future because we're killing the planet. We've got to save the planet. Can I tell you, the planet's going away. It's going to be consumed with a fire and destroyed. And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth because it's evil. It's corrupted. But we've got to save the planet, so we're going to go out and we're going to get rid of all the milk. So they pour out the milk and destructive. Now, they can call that peaceful disobedience, but it's basically stealing and robbing and everything else. But they're going to pour out the milk. And you've got to stop eating meat. Got to be plant based. You stop eating meat. Because that's destroying the environment. That's the God that we worship is the earth, right? Some people get confused on that and they, they, they know how to look up part of the Bible, but they don't necessarily read all the Bible. And I would say to you that some of these people that are talking about the foul language, they're finding the verses to get them around into so they can say, I'm a Christian and a and that's good. And I got, I know, I, I heard some, I saw someone say, well, most of the Christians I know uh, cuss, but that's okay. Genesis 1.30, lest you forget, some were going to point you to Genesis 1.30 because they're going to try to tell you, they're going to try to get in your mind and say, Hey, and to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And they're like, see, we're supposed to be vegetarians. 
God created us to only eat plants. Then we forgot that you're supposed to go to Genesis 9.3. In Genesis 9.3, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you, and I have given you all things even as the green herbs. Because before that it says, And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, and on all that move on the earth, and on all the fish of the sea they are given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things even as the green herbs. But you shall not eat flesh with this life that is its blood. We were allowed to eat meat. But they'll pick out the verse and say, see, we're supposed to be vegetarian. We're created that. No, this is after the flood. We're allowed to eat meat. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to eat pork. Or I'm not allowed to eat that. You'll hear that too, right? You have to go into the book of Acts, and in the books of Acts, it tells, Peter's told, as all those unclean foods that were prevented in the Old Testament, he says, he's taught, don't call unclean what I have called clean. The provision had changed then, too, so, so it's okay to have your barbecued pork sandwich. I'm just telling you. We logic our way into making it okay. It's so-called knowledge, but it's not. I want you to think about this. Verse 27, Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned to the lust one for another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. First of all, unless you're confused, I have a translation note. When it says men and women, it means male and female. It's referring to the biology. I know that's confusing today because we're really smart and we don't know how to define what a woman is. And then it says, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. This one's a tricky one. But when you read the scripture, what comes to your mind? Where did AIDS start? In the homosexual community with the men. What's the pre- predominant way that monkeypox is spread? Homosexual community with men. There is a spiritual ramification here, but it's very interesting. I'm maybe not as educated as some people, but it does give me pause when it says receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Maybe God's trying to put something out in front of them to get them to think twice about doing that behavior. We logic our way into saying that churches should endorse Homosexual behavior. What's, what, what did I say different there? Not just allow it, but when you have a marriage ceremony, you are endorsing sin. I don't think that's a church following God's word. I wouldn't go there. I would leave. But they'll take our building. Oh, so you love the building more than you do the word of God. 
And in our church circles, we're trying to logic our way into the language. It's creeping in. We get excuses around things. Even in the holiness church, that it's okay. Say whatever you want. It's about the intent. So you're that not sober. The word would be sober in the New Testament. You're that unconcerned with the words that are going out of your mouth that you're just going to idly say things. And if you idly take God's name in vain, that's not taken in vain. Oh, so you're so casual with God and his word, God's name, that if you just say it out of, like it's just any other word, and it's just wasteful, and I just put it in there wherever I want it, not, without even a thought. Isn't that taking it in vain? But we're so smart. We're so smart that we're going to save the world by pouring milk out. Because we shouldn't be eating meat anyhow, because it's the meat and the cows and the sheep that are destroying the world. And they'll actually say, and we need to go back to plant-based so we can have more wildlife. Did you know that buffalo actually have gas too? Like all these cows they're talking about and these animals, we have a bunch of animals. The next thing we're going to have to do is probably what? Because we won't be able to control it. We need to have, what was the movie, Logan's Run or something that We've got to start killing off people because there's too many people. We're exposing too much CO2 when we breathe out. It's lunacy. Calling wrong right and right wrong. Let's be standing together. Father God, I pray to the Lord as we've delivered this message that the intent the Holy Spirit has brought to mind those things that you would have them to take home. We just need to wake up. Be willing to say that it's wrong. Or at least not endorse it. But be willing to follow your word even if it's not popular. Lord, it wasn't popular when you was on this earth. Your disciples were killed because they didn't go with the religious group of the day. But way we be like the apostle that says... Who should I obey, God or man? May we obey you. Help us, our big brains, not to get in the way of following the truth and following you. I pray that you bring conviction on those that are trying to logic their way into sinful behavior, that are peace parting the Bible apart, and those is in the churches, dear Lord, that trying to demonstrate how philosophically, intellectually, capable they are, are guiding others down a path, the Lord, not of holiness, but a loose attitude toward the way they speak and conduct themselves, because they can think their way through it. Help us, Lord, to wake up. Help us not to be wavered. Help us to be standing firm on the word of God and moving forward. And though none go with us, though we will follow, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.